Welcome to The Savvy Session, your go-to podcast about elevating your life and business, sprinkled with a little bit of fun. This podcast is brought to you by Elevate Performance Solutions and Revolu IT Services. And now, here are your hosts, Kirsten Ramos and Paula Kircher. Hello, and welcome back to The Savvy Session. As we continue to share stories that elevate women, we are excited today to be talking with a leading cybersecurity insider risk es- expert, excuse me, insider risk expert, and learn more about how she helps empower women who are looking to advance their cybersecurity skills and careers. Today, we are joined by Stacey Champagne, who is the founder and CEO of Hacker in Heels. Hello and welcome, Stacy. Stacy, can you share a little more with us on your background and how you got into the cybersecurity field? Certainly. Uh, so I have been in the cybersecurity field now for a little over seven years at a variety of national and multinational uh, household recognizable companies in both the financial and the real estate sectors. And I've worked my way up through a variety of roles. So I started in analysis. I've done technical investigations. Uh, Now I sit mostly in the management space, and it's all been centered around insider threat investigations and insider risk. So looking for people who, um, you know, are potentially experiencing stressors in their lives and as such are uh, motivated to take potential actions against their workplace, uh, whether that is fraud, theft, sabotage, uh, potentially violence and whatnot. So that's insider risk and what what I focus on, which can be carried out, you know, you know, lots of physical manifestations of it and actions that people can take, but also a lot of digital stuff. And with our connected workplaces and our devices and everything, a lot of things can be carried out on there. And so overall, my strengths are in strategy, relationships, and influence. And it translates really well into investigations, technical investigations, cybersecurity investigations, where you have to be creative and think through the motives and the actions of people. You have to conduct interviews, figure out where there might be worthwhile information or evidence for a case. And then usually you have to convince people to share it uh, because oftentimes like we're not as the investigators, we're not the owners of the data. Uh, So we have to get people to help us out, work with us uh, and then put all those puzzle pieces together very thoughtfully. And so I'm, I'm technical too. I'm certified in digital forensics from what I would say is arguably the best certifying body out there. It's the International Association of Computer Investigative Specialists. It's where, you know, an overwhelming amount of police departments send their digital forensics teams to get, get trained. So the, you know, the people you see on, um, you know, CSI, criminal minds or whatnot, think that kind of similar, um, you know, similar training and skill sets there. So I can carve out deleted files in unallocated space. I can figure out what devices have been connected to to a computer, like a USB stick. Uh, I can uncover attempts of people trying to cover their tracks, change file names, extensions, and whatnot. But really, what excites me the most is understanding, again, the people behind the cybersecurity incidents and how they decide to use that technology, use the technologies we all use day in, day out to carry out those hostile acts, the fraud, the theft, the sabotage. And 
I'm going to be honest though. When I started in cybersecurity, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I had no clue that this is what I would be doing. All I knew um, was that my previous career, my role, which then was essentially a graphic designer for the government. I was a visual information specialist, a very fancy title for being a graphic designer. It just, <laughs> it wasn't serving me. It wasn't enabling the kind of lifestyle that I had envisioned for myself. And quite frankly, I needed to make more money. <laughs> That's why we work, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and so I knew there was money and demand for talent in cybersecurity. And it was really the sheer luck of meeting a woman on one of my first days of work in cybersecurity after I had earned, I earned a master's in security and resilience and I focused on cybersecurity policy. Um, once I earned that, I got my first cybersecurity position. This woman, she had been hired at the same time to do the things that I do now in insider risk. So I had that opportunity to learn more about this really niche discipline within cybersecurity uh, and grow my skill set from there and, and have her lead to follow. I, I love this. I, I'm like, okay, I've got so many more questions that we will have to bring you back on and, and have, you know, even, even more, uh, more topics. Well, Kristen, I was thinking, Stacy, we had on our, one of our last guests was a friend, uh, a forensic accountant. So it'd be cool to have you both on. And because I'm sure you, you know, for things that you individually do, you know, with your digital forensic and her forensic accounting would have some like overlap of some things too. Absolutely. I, I would agree. We're, we're put it, putting these people away. Um, <laughs> I, and I, I think Stacy, what's so interesting to me is the ability for you to, to determine that a USB drive was inserted into a specific computer terminal or PC. Um, and also just the, the gall of, of some people to think, uh, you know, we can get away with this. I can just delete these files or rename these files or hide them over here. Um, is it's always fascinating to me. Uh, so I want to I want to switch gears kind of a little bit. It obviously goes along with, but you launched Hacker and Heels, which I absolutely adore that name. Uh, you launched it in 2019. Can you tell us more about why you created this platform and really what the mission is of for Hacker and Heels and also how you came up with that name? Yeah, I founded Hacker and Heels on the belief that the success that I found in switching from graphic design to cybersecurity could be replicated, that I could help other women like me who were who are unsatisfied and struggling in their careers to change their trajectory into this lucrative and super exciting field. There is such a diverse array of roles within cybersecurity that allows for really any background or, uh, you know, core competencies to be able to translate. So there is just so much information uh, that exists out there for cybersecurity, though, and I, I recognize that that can be a turnoff. It can be really discouraging because you've got all these people out there you know, 
speaking in the jargon, it can make it really difficult to understand exactly what the opportunities are, what skills are needed based on the different roles, how to actually execute making that career change and so on. And so I wanted to bring that clarity in uh, as someone who had figured out the way in and now, you know, reaching back and helping, uh, you know, elevate other women up into this, into this amazing opportunity. I also really wanted to bring authenticity and honesty. And the reality is that this field is not easy to navigate, like I had mentioned. And at, at times it can be a little bit unfriendly and unkind. Uh, women make up the, the minority. They're 20% of all cybersecurity roles these days. And that bias and gatekeeping from men and women alike is still pretty prevalent. And so it's not a matter of uh, if you're going to experience discrimination, it's when and when that happens, uh, if it's your first time experiencing it, it can feel like the end and it can ultimately drive women out, which is exactly yeah. what we can't have happen here. Yeah. A high percentage of women leave tech, leave the technology sector altogether by age 35. And I think a huge part of it is because we haven't and we don't spend the time to really help women understand what they're when they face these situations, what are their rights, what are their options, and how can they build resilience ahead of time to overcome those moments when they happen. And so with Hacker and Heels, I'm very intentional about not sugarcoating because we need women to not get taken out by these moments, not get blindsided. We need them to reach higher levels of leadership so that we can influence and dismantle the systems that have been just perpetuating these harmful behaviors. And ultimately, you know, by getting women into those positions, getting into the higher positions, becoming cybersecurity leaders, it will make our society safer for everybody. Because quite frankly, the studies are out there that have shown that in many ways, women can be better at cybersecurity than men, because all of the stuff that we have to put up with and protect ourselves against already in real life and on yep. the internet, <laughs> it's prepared us for this. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I, I, and that's, I relate totally to your story because I am doing this. I made a shift. I've been in insurance all of my background. And three years ago, I made the shift over to cybersecurity as well. And so seeing this journey and, and trying to find women to you know, follow mentor or be mentored by and everything like that. It's been an interesting journey. And just, just seeing that there's only 20% of women in cybersecurity is an interesting number, but I agree with you in that we need to, you know, support each other and elevate and learn, you know, so you creating the hacker in Hills community is great and a great opportunity for me too to be someone who joins it because I'm new in the field. And like you said, cybersecurity means so many things. And for me with insurance, my background, I managed risk and that correlates in cybersecurity in manage, managing risk. So for me, I look to do more like IT assessments and audits and security awareness training. So that's kind of where I zero in. But I just being able to tell my friends like with cybersecurity, it means so many things. There's so many different fields and opportunities. And I think by us explaining it to other women, it's not all tech, you know, directly 100% tech, there's so many other things that are related to cybersecurity, I think. And I appreciate you and your community to support this. Well, and yeah, I do, and you don't have to wear 
you don't have to wear a hoodie to fit in or, you know, <laughs> operate out of your parents' basement or anything like right. that. Like, you know, all the stereotypes that the media unfortunately continues to perpetuate mm -hmm. around cybersecurity as a career and what you can expect your day-to-day -day look like is, you know, not exactly an accurate portrayal. And yeah. you'd, you'd ask the question about, you know, how did you come up with the name? And for me, it, it's been really important to represent real women in cybersecurity and also provide a space that, you know, we can confidently and unapologetically show up and embrace the femininity of, of being women and being in this space and how that can be a superpower for us um, with the challenges that we work through. So Hacker and Heels, uh, you know, is really putting that at the forefront, right? Like it's not another like you know, corporate but buttoned up, simple, you know, straightforward <laughs> name. Like we we are showing up as ourselves um, in our space and and really helping to teach other people why that's an asset. Yeah. And I love that. I do and too. And I love, uh, you know, when you said that by 35, you know, uh, women are leaving, a lot of times I think different sources want to say it's because they're they've delayed having a family and now they're, they're having a family, but I think it can be, well, yes, maybe that's part of the reason, but because of the mistreatment that I've received, maybe that's why it's easy for me to leave this career that I love. I love the work I do, but I don't feel supported. So I'm going to, uh, you know, choose a different, a different path at that point. So I, I, I love that that's also, uh, you know, one of your considerations. And I love how you even said, and and to reach back. And I, I envision reaching back kind of into the, the hole and pulling the next woman up and really elevating their confidence and letting them know that they're supported. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Here's how it is. But I'm going to tell you the full truth because I want you to succeed the way I've succeeded. So I love that, Stacey. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. And I'm not that far ahead. Like, I'm still relatively new in the cybersecurity field. I have seven years of experience, but there are women out there who have, you know, 10, 15, 20 mm -hmm. and so forth. But I find the struggle with that is, is the relatability. It's that you're so far ahead at this point that I can't relate to where you are in your journey anymore. It just seems like an insurmountable distance. But if you have someone that's just a couple steps ahead of you mm -hmm. and you're in a community of people who are just a couple steps ahead and maybe a mm -hmm. couple steps behind, you get a lot more uh, you know, out of it, you feel like it's a, a lot more attainable and achievable because you can relate better to the people who are closer on the path or relatively closer on the path around you. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, and that's what I appreciate with this. And I know that you recently expanded this August and launched the Hacker and Heels Insider Community. Can you tell us more about this program and some of the benefits of being a part of this community? Yeah, I shared on LinkedIn uh, a few days ago a breakdown of the likelihood of completing a goal from there's a 20, 2010 study out there by some some talent center type organization. Right. And the way they broke it down was that you have 10 percent probability of completing a goal if you just have the idea, if you just said to yourself, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did X? Like just saying it, there's a 10% chance that you might go forward and actually complete that goal. 
you increase it to 25% if you consciously decide to do it. And then that continues to go up 40% if you decide when you're going to do it, uh, 50% if you then add on how you're going to do it. You can get continue to increase your probability, you know, 65% if you tell someone that you're going to do the thing uh, and then really almost guarantee it with that 95% probability that if you if you have accountability, if you have an, a recurring appointment with a person that you commit to, uh, that you'll do the thing. So you have someone that you can, you know, go say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to take this approach. This is how I'm going to do it. This is when I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show up every week and make this incremental progress and I'm going to achieve it and, you know, hold me accountable to it. Um, you know, you just greatly exponentially increase the likelihood that you are going to actually achieve. And so that's, that's the goal with the insiders community is to really help women boost their probability of actually advancing their cybersecurity careers through this container of accountability. Uh, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there who do a lot of great things around helping women in cybersecurity, uh, but they can be very, um, you know, transactional or, um, you know, you just you just show up, you listen to a webinar and then you go about your day. Right. And there's <laughs> there's a, a missing point, you know, missing component of, of that accountability and uh, intentionality and consistency uh, is something that I really focus on. So. Monthly mentoring calls uh, we host with super impressive people of all backgrounds, both cybersecurity and in areas that are known to help boost people professionally and personally. So think life coaches, speaking coaches, personal branding experts, financial educators. I mean, financial educators is so key when you think of you know, the potential for ending up in a situation that is, you know, working against you, right? Like if you do end up in a situation where you have a toxic boss or you're in a toxic workplace, having the financial security and to, to be able to, to leave that situation, to have the money to do like, that is, that is huge in boosting your resilience, but it's not something we ever connect the dots together to think of, you know, advising women in cybersecurity to think about and care about and plan for. Right. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's really important to me to, to take that holistic approach and provide that guidance, um, on that monthly basis consistently. So everyone knows once a month we get together for that. Then we have uh, study squads. They're very, again, intentional structure and format to them. It's not just a, hey, everyone show up and tell me how much you studied and, you know, what you're stuck on. Like we have a very, um, you know, strategic process of how we help people work through the study guide and materials and stuff like that to earn different cybersecurity certifications. We've started uh, Try Hack Me Thursdays so our members can hop on a call for an hour and work together to complete learning paths in Try Hack Me or even just if they want to work on anything to further their skill sets and they just want that accountability um, and that, you know, intentional time slot to make progress. Uh, then, then they're more than welcome in in those calls. And then, lastly, uh, a private Slack community where we share resources, job postings, scholarship and training opportunities, and really cheer each other on. And I know from my years of experience, and you can ask anybody out there in cybersecurity that above all else, 
your success is going to be highly dependent on your network. The last three jobs that I had, I got through my network. And whether that was through just having a really strong LinkedIn presence, uh, whether it was through people that I had met through various professional events. And I, I even, you know, one of my jobs, I had a guy who he was a salesperson uh, for a product that I'd used on one of my former teams. He was the one who connected me to the CISO of one of my most recent roles. And that's how I got the job that way. It was never posted. It was never public. It was literally that kind of introduction of like, hey, I hear you're looking for something to do and we have things that need to get done over here. Uh, and so being part of a community to make these connections, build relationships and have people who will say your name in rooms when you're not present is just so invaluable in everything that we're striving for with insiders. Stacy, that is amazing. And I, I... I just love the fact of the network because I, Paula and I are, are firm believers that a lot of times it's your network that helps to build you up, that helps with opportunities and, and likewise, right. Where you can help someone else within your network, um, grow their skills or grow their confidence or make an introduction for someone. So I absolutely love this. And I, I have one last question for you. And it's a question we ask all of our guests and you actually use the word early on. You use the word superpower because you were saying, you know, to find out, hey, this is our superpowers that we're women in cybersecurity. But specifically to you, what would you say is your superpower and how does it and has it helped you succeed? That's a great question. My superpower, I would say, is my foresight. I am very good at seeing and anticipating outcomes. And this is so important when we're trying to proactively mitigate cybersecurity risk in organizations. So many people just can't anticipate the cascading effects that an action, a decision, or a statement can have and how it can you know, prevent people from making good decisions or operating securely, how a bad HR policy or decision can motivate someone to sabotage computer systems. And I, I can anticipate how all these seemingly disconnected events can have these cascading effects on these areas that you would have never thought of tying together or, or having them communicate with each other. Uh, you know, I can see what's coming and be prepared for it. And, and you know, outside of the, the practical cybersecurity role, I lend this talent often to the Hacker and Heels community uh, to really help them as they work through options and ideas and situations that they're experiencing. I can really, you know, guide them of, you know, well, this is how I how I see with based off of what you've presented, how things could play out. And here's how you know, we can prepare you for the best optimal outcome. It's it's that forensics in you because I feel like I'm I'm gifted in hindsight um, as many <laughs> as many other people uh, are. But I I love that you're gifted in foresight, and I'm certain that that's very valuable um, to your community. Um, so so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, we need both, right? Right. You know, we need to <laughs> sometimes we don't actually see what is coming ahead and then it happens and we need to be able to look back and figure out how did we get there. Yeah. Thanks for making so me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. It has been so great talking with you and learning more about your community and platform. 
To learn more about Stacy and the Hacker in Heels community, please go to thesavvysession.com for more details and join us next time as we continue to share more stories on business, life, and fun.